This podcast is presented to you by the School of Divinity at Gardner-Webb University. The School of Divinity at Gardner-Webb University exists to prepare men and women for Christian ministry, namely the work of the Lord's Church. Our two degrees, the Master of Divinity and the Doctor of Ministry, are carefully designed to equip and encourage ministers for the calling that God has placed on their lives. The Master of Divinity offers six concentrations, and the Doctor of Ministry can be obtained in either Christian ministries or pastoral care and counseling. Should God have called you to any number of ministry vocations, or if you aren't quite sure which one yet, you will find a place here at Gardner-Webb where, as one of our former deans once said, your heart and your head can be friends. Enjoy a dinner with faculty, observe a class, and immerse yourself in the life of the community by joining us for an upcoming Evening Master of Divinity preview day on February the 27th. Visit gardner-webb.edu backslash divinity for more information. This is the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship's Conversations. We are bringing you stories from across the fellowship through interviews with people doing groundbreaking work and renewing God's world. Ideas, stories, and innovation from ministers, authors, and practitioners from across the fellowship and beyond. This is Andy Hale. Before we get to our conversation with the creators of the Dwell app, we want to make you aware of the next month's worth of episodes. In the next few episodes, you will hear interviews with the Director of Faith for Justice, Michelle Higgins, The Atlantic's political and religion writer, Emma Green, Jennifer Harvey, the author of Raising White Kids, Bringing Up Children in a Racially Unjust America, as well as an extended conversation with Brian McLaren. Did you know that registration for General Assembly is open? Register for our gathering in Dallas, Texas, June 11th through the 15th on cbf.net backslash General Assembly. Now on to our conversation. Our guest for this week's podcast is John and Josh Bailey. Uh, they're based out of Texas. John and Josh are serial entrepreneurs who have been in the faith-based space for 12 years. Their past work includes gracewaymedia.com and lightstock.com, the upcoming project called Dwell, which we'll get into here in just a bit. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. For those that aren't familiar with your story, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, so, so who's the oldest between the two of you? Well, this is John talking right now. So we're, we're identical twins. And so it's probably going to sound like the same person in this podcast, but it's, just, it's, it's it'll be Josh and I going back and forth quite like a ping pong game. Um, yeah, we grew up as pastor's kids and um, in North Dallas area. And we kind of had this bent towards entrepreneurship and I don't even know if we would have called it that at the time or even knew that, but we just really enjoyed starting things, starting projects, creating ideas, getting them going. And um, our first project, Graceway Media, uh, we launched actually out of our parents' upstairs room. Um, and we were still in college and we were designing uh, PowerPoint templates um, for my dad, who was a pastor for his, for his sermons. And it was crazy the way it all worked out. We kind of just fell into it. Um, but we started creating these templates for my dad's sermons in the early 2000s. I mean, this was at the time when PowerPoint was kind of proliferating in churches. And so churches were starting to use screens and all this, all, all this technology. And so we, we decided, Dad, let, let, me des- let me design something for your screen so that we don't have to look at a blue background and yellow text, because that was kind of the standard 
presentation back then. And so designed something for him. He really liked the design. Uh, and all the people at the end of the service came up to him and said, hey, we really enjoyed that presentation. And so my dad found me at the end of the service and said, I want you to make one of those for me every Sunday. And so we just kind of started creating these things and um, eventually decided to throw up a website to see if anybody else would like it. And slowly it just kind of uh, took off a little bit. People started um, buying them individually. And uh, then we had this interesting opportunity that I'll let, I'll let Josh tell you about. Yeah. And, and just to go back to your original question there, Andy, John has me by 30 seconds. So uh, he, he is 30 seconds older and he always lets me know about it. See, Josh, that's, that's, I really wanted to know that because the main thing I was going to go with, I'm the baby of three boys. So I was going to let you go first, knowing that John probably always goes first in many things in your life, including yeah. coming into this world. <laughs> exactly. And he took the first question on the, on, the, on the podcast. So there you go. That's what I've had to deal with for 35 years. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, we so so Gracefray Media was just a it was a really a God a God thing. Um, uh, we we ran into a person by the name of Brett Blair who uh, he ran across our website and loved our graphics, and he said uh, he reached out to us and he said, "Hey guys, uh, I love this. I love the content that you guys are creating. Um, would you be interested in selling it on my site and selling it in the form of a subscription?" Well, we were, you know, 20, 22, 23 years old. We didn't really know anything too much about business. We had just known we had something here. And so we said, sure, we'd love to do that. Let's try it. Well, the, the first month we launched on his website, we ended up making $18,000 the first month. And we're just shocked. We could not believe the kind of success we had. And so um, this guy kind of took us under uh, – uh, he took us under his wing and he just kind of mentored us a little bit and we slowly grew our business and uh, converted it to a subscription and we ran that company ended up having a dozen employees uh, by the time we had an opportunity to sell it and it was just a joy and it was a great learning experience for John and I in terms of entrepreneurship business and, uh, building building companies for the kingdom it was it was a great learning experience um, so I guess, you know, listening to you talk about your dad was technically your first customer, you know, did you ever, did you ever send him an invoice for all that, that work you did? <laughs> actually, uh, he, he actually paid us a little bit to do some of these templates for him after a while. So we, we got to kind of cut our teeth in entrepreneurship and, and make just a little bit of money for pizza uh, whenever we were in college. So it, it was a pretty good deal for us. Okay. But I... I tell you, we, we owe our dad quite a lot because um, he really paved the way for us in terms of entrepreneurship. John and I feel like he, he uh, started a church uh, in 1991 in the Dallas, Texas area. And, um, and so we grew up watching him build a church from scratch, um, starting in his living room, moving to a hotel and then moving to a shopping center and then all the way to building a building. And, um, and there's just so many ups and downs with that as anybody who know who's done that knows. And so, yeah, we, we owe a lot of our success and a lot of our insight, uh, to our father who, uh, we watched, uh, build a church. So, yeah, but still, I mean, 
maybe you should send him an invoice for all that hard work all those years. So, all right. So there's, there's Eli and Peyton Manning. Uh, there's Jeff and Bo Bridges. There's Fred and Ben Savage. Of course, you can't forget the, the Hemsworth and the Hanson brothers. And then there's Josh and John Bailey. You're setting, a, you're setting a new standard. So what is it like to fulfill your vocational calling together? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty special actually to be able to, to do this with Josh. Um, it's funny because Josh and I have pretty much shared everything growing up. You know, we shared a room. We, uh, we had bunk beds together. Um, we even now, uh, as adults, we share the same neighborhood. Like we live in the same neighborhood. Um, actually our, our houses are the same model. It's like, we just, we've just kind of grown up sharing everything and like a lot of the same things. But I think it's special because we get to, uh, we get to really experience uh, that vocational fulfillment, like you said, together. And it's fun just waking up each day, coming to the office, knowing he's going to be here and we get to do this thing together. And it's, it's not unlike waking up in the same room and getting our guns out and going and playing in the backyard. You know, it just, it just—it's really cool. There's like a lot of continuity there. You've, yeah, you've absolutely. Just... And I think one thing with 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 family is there's a level of trust that John and I have between each other um, going into the business that um, is something that's so precious and that we've learned. And so that's that's another huge benefit to to working with somebody uh, in your family. We shared a womb together, so uh, it should be beautiful work. Uh, you know, you, you've both said that uh, your driving passion is to build companies and products that help advance the kingdom of God. I wonder if you could share what's been um, maybe the greatest challenge in this calling and, and what's been the greatest celebration in this calling? Mm, that's a good question. Greatest challenge celebration i would i would start with the greatest celebration just i think the greatest celebration in terms of uh, our calling would be just actually having a successful business that actually generates revenues and pays for people's people's salaries and uh, allows us to come get to come to work every day and work on what we believe are products that help advance god's kingdom and so i think there's a little bit of celebrating we do every month when we, you know, do, do well and we get to continue just to come into the office and keep building on our dream and uh, building out ideas. I think that's a big part of the celebration. What about challenges, John? Yeah, I think one of, I mean, there's those typical challenges that you have in a company like, you know, for example, uh, one of our developers at one point in, in the early days of our company stole kind of our source code to our website and, almost kind of held the website hostage, kind of like our living and you know, the living of our employees. And so it's kind of like a real stressful time, but um, you know, you have those times with different employees that are, can be stressful or can be difficult, you know, challenges to work through. But I think one of the biggest challenges for probably Josh and I is just learning to uh, be better leaders, stronger bosses, uh, better bosses and trying to, uh, just be, be people that hopefully our employees can look up to and hopefully that we can lead them well and just not being 
kind of complacent and not kind of doing the same thing all the time, but always trying to grow, always trying to go to that next, that next level, take the next step. Um, that's always been a challenge. And then, you know, it's like, you just kind of, over the years, things about your personality unmask and you, know, you go to work on them to get better and stronger. And so that might be one of the, the greatest challenges is just continuing to build a team together and, and build a strong team, really. We need to pause to tell you about one of our presenting sponsors, Campbell University Divinity School. Located in the heart of North Carolina, Campbell University Divinity School lives out its mission to be Christ-centered, Bible-based, and ministry-focused. Our school is known for preparing individuals academically, spiritually, and practically for the ministry in today's world. We offer multiple master-level programs, including several dual-degree program options, as well as doctorate of ministry program. Our Master of Divinity degree is flexible enough that individuals can build a program that best suits their interest and calling. Our students come from many different denominations, ethnic backgrounds, and age groups. They come because they share our mission and a desire to prepare for vocational ministry. Our students, faculty, staff, and alumni make up a beautiful community that supports each student in his or her journey. This kind of community is the one that's best experienced in person. We invite you to visit and learn more about the programs and educational experiences we offer at Campbell Divinity School. A master level visitation day will be held on Tuesday, February the 6th. Learn more about our school and other opportunities at divinity.campbell.edu. Yeah, well, y'all, I mean, y'all certainly done it. Um, I mean, uh, following your work um, and, then, and then looking at this, you know, the Graceway Media and the Light Stock. Um, and, you know, John, following a good bit of your writing online. And then, of course, you've got this, this project that you're working on called Dwell. Um, it's Scripture Listening Reimagined. Tell us about Dwell. Sure. Um, it's just, it's one of the things that's been in Josh and I's heart for a long time, actually, probably well over five years. But you, you probably noticed that there just isn't a great way to listen to Scripture. And there's a lot of great apps on the app store, um, a lot of great Bible reading apps, and they've done a great job and have really nailed this listening or this reading experience on the phone, but there's just not a great way to listen to the Bible. And Josh and I love to listen. We, we listen to audiobooks and our commutes back and forth to the office, or if we're working out, we'll listen to you know, an audiobook or something. And so we love to listen, and we've always wanted to listen to the Bible, but there's just never been a great option. We had the Bible on tape, which was really awesome. We've had the Bible on CD, uh, but those days are basically done. And so we just always thought we should create an amazing listening for scripture, exclusively dedicated to listening, not reading, but just an exclusive app that kind of gives you like the perfect experience for listening to the Bible. And so it's just something we've always longed to have. And now, I guess over the last year and a half, we've just been kind of plugging away at it, trying to, to create an app that just kind of checks off all those boxes for us. Mm. Well, you've written about it that, you know, you don't want people to just listen to the Bible, um, but you want to cultivate a habit of listening. What do you mean by that? I think for people uh, today, I mean, listening has been such a, uh, a, a massive practice for Christians going back to the beginning centuries of the church. Um, if you if you if you really think about it, literacy rates they really didn't reach any kind of critical mass until well 
after the Industrial Revolution. So literally reading the scriptures didn't go mainstream until the late, I guess, 1800s or so. So it sounds kind of shocking, but hearing has been the primary way Christians have taken in scripture. And so I think that perhaps in our 21st century, 20th century, this idea of hearing the words has been something that we've lost. Now, certainly reading is amazing. I mean, there's so much to be gained from reading, and we, we don't want to take anything away from that. John and I also love to read uh, the great books as well as the Word, but we think there's something valuable to be um, gotten from intentionally finding meaningful pockets of time to listen to God's Word. I mean, if you think about it, I always want to be asking myself, how can I open myself up to the word more and more? Well, I can't always open the word physically. I can't always turn the pages. But when I'm driving, when I'm exercising, when I'm doing some chores or tasks at the house, uh, I can easily pop open an app and hit, hit the play button. And I'm listening to Romans 8 or I'm listening to the Gospels. And so um, I just want to make an app that allows people to fill those spaces that are daily, daily spaces, and to help them cultivate a habit of listening and let, letting the words of Christ richly dwell over them. That's uh, Colossians 3.16, where we got the idea for the name. So that's that's the goal. That's the hope. Mm. It's so beautiful to to think about. I mean, because that is that is the tradition of Scripture. Uh, I mean, the Old Testament, as we as we know it, it it was passed on from gener- generation to generation. You know, orally speaking, the the story of God. That's why you see the repetition of going back to uh, Israel's story again and again in the Old Testament. Uh, so this idea of of bringing back the art uh, and the spiritual cultivation of listening um, is a beautiful thing. Um, you mentioned yeah. uh, earlier that um, you know there's uh, there's not really a good existing way to listen to the Bible. In fact, you know the the one I can think of that's out there right now, and we won't name it. It is a surefire way to meet your meet your maker early because it is you will die from boredom just listening to it. So, um, you you gave me access to some of the samples, and it's quite remarkable. It's it's this blend of intimate music and authentic voices that make it quite a fascinating. Uh, thing to listen to. Uh, it's a beautiful app with original music and artwork. Um, so why why the visual and audio interludes with the readers? Yeah, because I think um, we wanted to kind of make, there's so much emotion in the Bible. There's so much drama, you know. Um, and one of the things that Josh and I love is, is capturing something that's very authentic, uh, and original, and we, we've tried to do that with our second company, Lightstock, where um, we try to really take biblical photographs that aren't cheesy. You know, we've had a lot of cheesy Christian photos, and I think at some level we're trying to do that with Dwell too, um, where we have these these voices read by people who probably love the Bible as much as we do. They just they just love it. You know, they just and you can that really comes through in their voice. Um, but we wanted the app to have this ability of drawing you in. And I think that's what the music and the artwork does really well. They, the music is just, it kind of 
keeps you going through the text. It's, you know, it's, it's very subtle. It's actually scored for listening. So it's, it's, it's not in your face, but it's there kind of like gently moving you along. Um, and of course you can, you can turn the music off if you, if you don't want it uh, also, but it's, it's kind of cool to know that the, our composer who has been composing this music has been doing it in a prayerful way. And so we give him different words and then he kind of prays those words and plays the piano as he's doing. And so all of the music has been done in this prayerful, uh, prayerful way, which is, is really cool. And I, I think somehow, some way that comes through um, when you're listening to the app. Is it okay if I ask what kind of music y'all picked for uh, Song of Songs? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to wait for that one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good teaser you'll be surprised <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know that that inner middle school boy is is coming out um right. so you know there's also a beautiful artwork that you artwork that you've picked um you know along along with uh the scripture readings um what's the motivation behind the artwork there but when you think about art, that is also another way that Christians interacted with the, uh, the words in the Bible. Um, I mean, you would, hear, you would hear the word proclaimed to you from the altar or the pulpit. But then that, the stained glass would show you the stories. And you go into some of these cathedrals in Europe and you, there's literally story after story in stained glass. And for somebody who can't read the story themselves, they're looking at King David, or they're looking at Jesus washing feet, or they're looking at him on the cross. And it's a powerful, it's a powerful way of learning the stories, learning the scriptures by seeing it with your eyes. And so for John and I, we really are passionate about artwork. It's two of our past companies were kind of geared around art. And so we wanted to make sure we had beautiful artwork that really complemented um, the scriptural text and helped evoke images in people's minds. And um, so we've, we've um, commissioned a great team and they're doing a fantastic job of creating really unique, really interesting art pieces. Yeah. I'm just taking a look at some of the art uh, work right now that's on the website and uh you know, it's absolutely, it's gorgeous work. Um, it's deep. Um, there's so many, um, so many wonderful metaphors that, that you can pull out of each of these. And I think one of the most hopeful things is, you know, it's not, um, it's not so centered on uh, one ethnicity as we so often, most of us grew up in the church where, you know, Jesus was always portrayed as this white guy. And, um, you know, you have in here such a, a diversity um, culturally speaking, um, and not only, uh, with the artwork and not only with the music, but also, um, there's four voice options. Um, what's the motivation behind, um, these, these options for listening to the scripture? Yeah, I think, um, you know, going back to Josh and I's love for audiobooks, we always found that, um, we could, a voice could kind of make or break the book that you're listening to. Um, you might have a great piece, like a great work, you know, in front of you, a great book, and you have this voice that doesn't quite sound right or just isn't the best. And it just, it almost makes you not even want to listen to the book. 
Uh, and so part of it is we just, we want to give people options for voices because we think when it comes to listening, the voice is so important. And so we're not only committed to four voices, we're committed to growing it to beyond four. Where we're talking with a fifth voice right now. We want to even create more voices because certain people will resonate with a certain voice, I think. And uh, we just want to give people that intimate experience, find the voice you like um, so that they, they really speak to you. Uh, and I think, I think that's so important. And a lot of times, on a lot of audio Bibles, you usually just, it's just one voice. And, and it's kind of like, they're saying, I hope you like it. I hope it works. And that's all you get. And we just want to be able to be sensitive to the way people from different countries, male, female, different ethnicities, we want to have all of that on dwell so that um, people can connect with a voice uh, that they really are drawn to. There's not a, a Liam Neeson or Morgan Freeman option on the way, is there? We're working with uh, Liam Neeson. We're in. <laughs> Just to be clear, you're being sarcastic, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that, that still would be awesome. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. So tell us about um, some of the functionality of the app, the, uh, the plans, the playlists, and the, and the like. Well, you know, you, you traditionally get um, this, uh, this, this traditional browsing experience with the books of the Bible, and that's kind of how you work your way through the Bible some audiobooks are like that. I, we, we really wanted to leverage the power of technology today and give people interesting jumping off points. Uh, one of the first ways we thought would be amazing to do that is offer listening plans. And so, for example, Proverbs, it's 31 chapters. Why not give somebody a listening plan that they can work through uh, over 30 days or over 31 days? And so um, we're going to be able to break down the text and basically feed the, the amount of audio that you need to listen to in a given day. And you can come back and mark your progress. and um, You can keep, you just keep going. And, and I think that's going to be a really powerful way of drawing people back to the app and drawing people into the text more and more. But what about if you just wanted to hear the parables of Jesus? I mean, that's just a really interesting thought. Like maybe it takes two hours to listen to all the parables of Jesus. You click the button and then you're off and you're, you know, it's like a seven-day plan of listening to Jesus' parables or his miracles or Romans in seven days. I mean, there's just so many interesting ways of um, opening up the text. Uh, the the other, other big section of the uh, app is going to be stories. Now, everybody knows most of the stories in the Bible, but a lot of people don't know actually where the stories are. Most people know about Noah and his ark, but they don't know it's Genesis 6. So providing some cool artwork and an easy way to just access a list of stories is a helpful way for people to just get to one of those stories that they haven't heard in a while. Um, and then there's another section we're um, creating called passages and, and passages really is just a, a great way to find some of those perennial texts. Psalm 119, Colossians 3, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Romans 8, some of these really watershed texts we're going to just make available in an easy way to just access those texts. And then the last section we're offering is uh, called Playlists. And so I think this is pretty powerful. Um, 
when you think about it, there's so many passages on discipleship or so many passages on love. Why not tastefully uh, bring these passages together in the form of a playlist to let somebody hear them uh, over and over again? Uh, and so that's, that's what we're trying to do with that section is really um, let people take in if they're, if they're sad or they're down or they're depressed, let them click on a hope playlist and just hear the hope of the gospel, the hope, the hope of the New Testament. And uh, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. And again, it's just more interesting ways of uh, getting at the Bible. What's your greatest hope for the app? Uh, great question. I think, uh, I think Char Charles Spurgeon actually has this great phrase. He says, be walking Bibles. I love the simplicity of that three words, be walking Bibles. And, and I just love that idea of, uh, people walking around and just like the embodiment of God's word. And, you know, I can remember back in the early days of Apple when everyone had those white earbuds in their ears, you know, hanging down. And it, I would just love for people to be doing, you know, going back and forth to work, walking around, walking their dog, running, and just the idea of people being transformed by God's word um, and, and becoming these like walking Bibles, these walking, these walking, these little Christs, as like C.S. Lewis would say, that just transformation would happen. I mean, we, we want the app to be really fun, really easy to use and simple, but I think at the heart of it, our, our ultimate goal is that people would kind of recover this listening life that is in the history of the church, and that we cultivate this um, fresh growth from God just to becoming shaped uh, and transformed by God's word, by it going actually in our ears, not just our eyes, but in our ears. And, um, and so I think that might be our, that might be our kind of highest hope. Yeah. Um, Charles Spurgeon also says, read great books, but live in the Bible. And I really think that just summarizes what we want. We want people to really live in the Bible, dwell in the word. Well, uh, hopefully it's graceful to know that you've got this cynic sold. Uh, so I look forward to, to engaging the app. What's, what's the best way for people to discover the app? So we're actually launching a Kickstarter uh, and it's, it's actually going now. And so we'd love for you to check us out there. There's a really cool video that you can watch a little bit more about the, the app. You can listen to more previews. Um, see lots of cool images and there's lots of cool things happening there. So I guess they'll, Andy, there'll be a link where they can go there and uh, click on that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, dwellapp.io and then on Twitter, it's at dwell Bible. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And so what we're doing is it's 30% off all kicks uh, is Kickstarter our exclusive pricing for Kickstarter. And so you get that discounted price kind of forever. So if you support us on Kickstarter and back us early, um, you get Dwell uh, Unlimited for an entire year at 30% off, which is instead of $29.99 a year, it's $20 even for life. 
Well, guys, thank you for your uh, creativity and imagination. Uh, more importantly, thank you for sharing it for the kingdom of God. Uh, this, is, this is beautiful work for the eyes and also for the ears, and I look forward to, to engaging it myself. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks so much, Andy. We really appreciate you taking the time to have us on. This podcast is brought to you by David Carell of Universal Creative Concepts. At UCC, they specialize in partnering with churches and ministries like yours to provide quality products for your logo and branding. David likes to find the right products that represent and fit your desired need and budget. UCC can logo virtually any product that you might be looking for. Need apparel like t-shirts, jackets, polos, socks for staff, youth groups, conferences, or for many other branding needs? UCC is your one-stop shop. UCC can provide all logoed items that you use for visitors, from pins to drinkware, or tees for VBS. David desires to be your go-to guy for all items logoed. On a personal note, I've been using David at Universal Creative Concepts since 2009, and I hope you will give him the opportunity to serve your promo needs. Whatever you want logoed, David does it. Contact him today at 1-888-GO-TO-GUY or 888-GO-TO-GUY.net. That's 1-888-GO-TO-GUY or 888-GO-TO-GUY.net. Hey, you won't be disappointed. Well, that's our episode. We'll see you next week. Visit cbf.net for more information about the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, stories about our field personnel, chaplains, and church starters, as well as our advocacy work around the world. 